SheQuest podcast is heart-opening dialogues for self-identify women on a SheQuest, a movement moving forward, striving to live aware, bold, and whole. Welcome. May Saraswati, goddess of knowledge, who is praised by the wise, who is the wife of the creator, reside on my tongue. Him to Saraswati. Hi, SheQuest. Welcome to the SheQuest podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. A brand new month here at SheQuest. This next series of podcast shows is titled Waking Our Voices, Self-Expression as Medicine, and as per our monthly membership guide, the Saraswati Initiation. This month, we explore and dive deep in the world of our voices, self-expression, insights, and inspiration. And for me, that means going beyond seeing our voices or self-expression as just the words that come out of our mouths, but seeing the big full spectrum picture of our communicative and intuition style. And perhaps most importantly, seeing one's own self-expression and creativity as one's own aliveness, personality, feelings, ideas, speech, body, and the arts. This month in my solo show, I want to speak of my own Saraswati initiation. Who is Saraswati and how can she help with your insight, inspiration, and living the creative way of life? My hope is this, that through this podcast and our guests this month and our many soul inquiries through yoga and art, Um, that is suggested on your course platform, that you start seeing the necessity of self-expression and find new ways to communicate confidently who you are. Because being on the Shikwas is striving to live aware, bold, and whole, I always start with this inquiry. What makes me feel alive today? (laughs) And today is a good night's sleep, fresh white snow on the ground, and coffee. (laughs) Om Shri Saraswati Namaha is a mantra I've used for many years now to call in the goddess Saraswati, a figure and archetype who has truly been an instrumental goddess in my feminine rising. But who is this Sarah, Sarah what? (laughs) Um, And what does she have anything to do with me stepping in more fully into my voice and creativity? Okay, so first I will assume that you have listened to episode seven of the podcast titled Normalizing Self-Expression and Its Connection to Resiliency, where I talk about my take on women's voices and how they matter more than ever before. I also talk about how finding your voice is really about listening to your intuition. So If you haven't listened to that episode, you might want to give it a quick listen before you dive deep into this episode, the Saraswati Initiation. In 2013, I had a life-shifting experience. I was exhausted from a season of motherhood that I often call the blur. (laughs) I was disenchanted by my yoga practice and 
yoga teaching, I was finding myself a bit of a robot in my studio-led classes. In March of that year, I decided to go visit my dad, whom you've met previously on the show, and attend a Wonderlust Festival in Hawaii where thousands of yogis gather and where the best of the best yoga teachers teach. Here, I attended my first ever, first ever yoga and creativity combo class. Right at the door, we were gifted a postcard with the goddess Saraswati on it. If that wasn't magic enough, I met the teacher, Amanda, I always grew up, her last name is Guacamili, I think, who is a visual artist and renowned yoga teacher, whom for the first time in my life, she was teaching me that in fact, we are all creative and in times of blockage or Blahness, you can call upon the goddess Saraswati, or also known as the flowing one. This class was such a turning point for me and my career, and to be honest, in my life in general. It felt like a crash course in inspiration because I was sitting there and I kept hearing the message, This is what you will teach others. And I had no choice. I was left with no choice but to listen. You know, I was sitting there with the Saraswati postcard in my hand. And, and, and I was starting to really awake my authentic, my self-expression, what wanted to come out of me. What I discovered after that afternoon was that inspiration is always there. It's always available. That I didn't need to travel to Hawaii with two babies in tow to find it. What I needed was the motivation to seek it and the container to hold it. After that afternoon, I started sketching symbol cards and I started teaching with them, which um, what I came to realize was the cards were just imbued with intention. And some of you have probably been gifted one by me or done one of my yoga classes or, or retreats where I lead from an intention or a word or a car, which, by the way, is really just inspired from that Saraswati postcard that I once received at Wonderlust that you know was so moving for me. Not just this, but this has evolved into like all my oracle decks of cards now. Some of you have the she deck or the mama deck or the baby deck. Um, all the various and numerous sacred symbol card I'm, I have created as well. And this all stems from that fateful class, you know, way back in 2013, um, where Sindera was really open for the intensity inspiration to run through me and I was able to turn my life around and 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 run with that and make it my own. Hey there, interrupting this incredibly heart opening episode to let you know about my new art channel. If you're listening to this podcast as a SheQuest member, this feature is included in the membership sisterhood community. Yay! More than eight 21 days of mindful art classes and curated topics for each class, such as 21 days of birds and butterfly, 21 days of love and loss, 21 days of women and power, and so on. Classes and programs are being uploaded on a monthly basis. 
If you aren't part of the membership and would like to try the art channel, this option is now available. Use the coupon SHEART, that's S-H-E-A-R-T, all big letters, to get one month free. And tell the women and men you know and love about this stunning opportunity to develop a home art practice. SheQuest membership doors will open again in January. But until then, enjoy my art channel and say yes to creative living, yes to showing up, and yes to connection. Now back to our ever-expanding conversation. Because I know, you know, because I know now Saraswati and what she does, I quite literally, I'm embodying Saraswati. And and now, you know, in the state, in where I am now in my evolution, on my she quest, I believe I can never not be inspired. Never. <laughs> and when I've, I've somehow convinced myself that I am uninspired, I call upon Saraswati and she delivers me instantly. <laughs> the Saraswati woman's path is very much the she quest path. So, whoa, whoa, wait. <laughs> Why is Saraswati so important? <laughs> You see, in the yoga pantheon, Saraswati is the goddess who flows and helps you with language, insights, and sound. In her just pivot, amazing book, Awakening Shakti, Sally Captain writes that Saraswati Shakti will often show up in moments of sudden understanding, not unlike my awakening that day at the festival. The energy of Saraswati is passionate and exciting. And there is an uncanny clarity about it. The great Hindu teachers say that when Saraswati gives us her blessing, a dumb person becomes a poet. (laughs) Saraswati women are unconventional and unconvenient, and they have no rules. Saraswati has this quality that helps you, you know, brings you back to life. She's present when you set yourself an intention, when you claim that you're going to, you want to feel this thing, when you voice what you want, when you tell your story, your story is in fact your voice. (laughs) And I hope that I'm, I'm always be clear on that. If you don't think you have a voice, then you don't think you have a story. And if you're born, if you're alive, you, you have a story. (laughs) I love this line best of Sally Kepton's book that says, Saraswati will give us the words that open our hearts, loosen stuck energy, help us partner with the flow of reality and live in mantras and show us the pathway in the fertile depths of creative stillness. Hmm. So, What is your relationship to the goddess of speech and insight? So I found, and that's personal to me, and there's many ways to kind of tap into your intuition, but I find for me, there's three ways in which I practice my own intuition. Uh, One of the ways for sure is by journaling, um, you know, stream of consciousness, uninterrupted flow of writing, kind of automatic writings. Um, I've often heard it called as like kind of regurgitating, like anything that's on your consciousness. So writing is one for sure where you practice intuition, 
Another one has been deep interior listening. And, and this one is the hardest for me. Like it requires a lot of patience. It requires, I do my daily sadhana, like at least minimum of like five minutes meditation um, a day. And the last one, I call it the seer because, and, and, and this stems really because I'm such a visual person. Uh, many times in my life, I've been able to see my intuitive download. Like I have vision, for example, you know, even when I was like in my early twenties, I had this vision of me going to work in France. And it's not like until, you know, 10, almost 15 years later that I, I was like, I was living my vision, but I had really created, I had seen that for myself. Um, and so, and I, I want to tell you something important here because I have been such a, you know, recovering, being such a perfectionist that these three ways of practicing my intuition, I've, I've often led me astray because my writing was never perfect and my sitting still was never perfect or long enough. And my seeing things seems so out there, like, you know, uh. but once I decided to just show up with all my grumpiness and all my less than and all my what's imperfect about me. It's really then that I truly started listening and welcoming the Saraswati that was, that's always been inside me, you know? And um, for me showing up this way through journaling and sitting and, and visioning, you know, that vision work um, really works, really works. And I'd say, and I use movement as well, but I, I feel um, it's like the aftermath of, of doing yoga or shaking and dancing and all that stuff. It's the release after that, that then um, I can access journaling. I, I can access uh, what we've talked about vision and, and listening, you know, listening to that whisper is there. So it is clear for me now that to be courted by Saraswati on the daily, I need to be aroused from above so as below, meaning that true inspiration can and will show up at random times for sure. Like that happens, like this whole cliche things, like, you know, the electricity from the sky and like you're hit with this ha ha moment. Totally. That exists but only if you're open to it, you know, but for me, like 95% of the time, <laughs> inspiration has come up as a result of my own daily effort in coaxing the muse every single day. In studies of creative arts and scientific art, even there are evidence that Sally Kepton points out that says that the great inspiration comes to people whom put endless hours of practice or contemplation in their work. And I say scientific art, scientific art. Like I'm thinking of the greats, Einstein and Sakat and you know, every day they, they would work and, and then the theory would come alive and then this would make sense and and then the equation with would would work. One writer calls it aspiration. <laughs> uh, meaning that it comes from keeping your ass down on a chair for a certain amount of time until Saraswati pours through you and out. I love that. 
aspiration. Love it. Achiquas. This is what we mean by a strong container. Or I often call it, um, some of my language around that has been through gardening, like tending to your garden, you know? Inspiration comes from above and and from below. And if you if we go back to the gardening, you know, um, exercise, the best blooming of your garden will really happen when the soil has been loved and and worked, and the weeds have been plucked out. You know, so that the most blossoming can happen this way. <laughs> so I'll repeat this: inspiration comes from above, sure, but from below as well. And we need to be present, aware, and alive for the inside, you know, from the inside to receive its magical guidance. This week, our grounding practice is called the Saraswati Initiation. Um, And it's exercise that can be done in two ways. The first exercise is using the mantra I personally use. Om Shri Saraswati Namaha. Om Shri Saraswati Namaha. And over and over again, you can repeat that mantra to yourself. You can begin, you can either like sit down comfortably and repeat this mantra. And the second way is to sing it. <laughs> Om Shri Saraswati Namaha. But um, seriously, any singing mantra you would use, and I've introduced so many in all my solo shows, uh, with access to you know the quality of Saraswati singing is a is a big one for Saraswati for sure mantra work um, nada or sound yoga it's called you know as a public speaker yoga teacher and painter I call on Saraswati all the time when I want my ideas to be carried out and 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 when I want to reach clear to my audience. When I, for example, when I teach an audience that I'm not, you know, I normally just teach adults, but when I go in high schools or even elementary school, I want to access their their brains in a different way. So I seriously, I do this. I stand still, I close my eyes and I say, Saraswati, help me. Just help me. She's, she's shown up for me. And when I do retreats, when I do workshops, um, when I know I'm going to have a challenging conversation with my husband even when I'm dealing with like some awkward or uncomfortable customer service issue, you know, I, I through recognizing her um, and honoring her, and that's what the mantra means, Om Shri Saraswati Namaha. It means I honor this creative source inside me, this inspiration, um, the muse working through me. And things just changed just like it did, you know, back when I was at the Wonderlust sitting there with my card in my hand and things just started pouring and flowing through me. And this is what I mean by being initiated by Saraswati. (laughs) So I'm so glad to have introduced to you perhaps one of my favorite goddesses. It's so hard to pick one, but Saraswati really is the one that um, really sparked a depth to my studies, um, my self-study, if you will. Uh, Find more uh, about the Saraswati initiation and ways to coax insight and inspiration and your creative life through the SheQuest membership course platform. As you know, you can always find me on EstelleThompson.com, Thompson, no peace 
or on Instagram at estelle.thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N, where I'm the most active. Ciao, ciao, Chiquas. Bye.